Hi, hey, hello, and welcome to an emergency press conference episode of The Educated Fan. If you're a little confused by the intro music, you're not in the wrong place. This is The Educated Fan. We are here to not break the news, but discuss the breaking news of Carson Wentz and becoming... Oh, we're moving on to the next one. That's classic me, not thinking things through. We're here to discuss the Eagles trading Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts. This is the Educated Fan. My name is Brandon. I'm joined here by your co-host as usual, my co-host as well, Andrew Moore. Sir, the deal is done. And the Colts have their quarterback. We talked about it, that we we would come in with the breaking news in case this did happen. And it did. Carson Wentz is, is going to be an Indianapolis Colt. We, we even talked about it earlier in the season when when things kind of spiraled for him, would we trade for him? Absolutely. And then look what we've got. We've got a quarterback who's definitely at the low point of his career. The Colts have faith that they can turn him around. And, and maybe this is, maybe this is the long-term solution at quarterback for the Colts and the first stability we've had there since, since August 24th of 2019 when Andrew Luck retired. So huge, huge news for the Colts. And I'm, I'm pumped about it. It absolutely could be quarterback of the future, Andrew. Um, let me just address this right up front. Because it was not long ago that I went on quite the, the rant and tangent um, about how Carson Wentz not only was not going to be traded to the Colts, but was not going to be traded. Uh, it just didn't make any sense after they went and got Nick Sirianni, got rid of Doug Peterson. Uh, it sounded like they chose Wentz over... Uh, Doug Peterson, which hilarious now to think that they're probably kicking themselves for getting rid of Doug Peterson, even though I think he stinks. But I would like to uh, rescind my statement of <laughs> that I made. But I, I, I never once said I wouldn't take Carson Wentz. Okay, right. there might be some confusion there. I, as a matter of fact, earlier in the season, I said, "Hey, Andrew, I, I remember this moment because it was back when I was still in Indiana." Um, I, I said, "Hey, Andrew." Carson Wentz is kind of stinking. What if what if the Eagles uh, thought about getting rid of him? You'd be happy taking him, taking him. And you said absolutely. He said, unfortunately, there's no way the Eagles are going to get rid of Carson Wentz. They're not that dumb, right? Well, here we are. We've got Carson Wentz, great quarterback. And let's, I mean, let's dig into it. I don't even know. What, I mean, looked at this. Let's do it. So let's go over the terms. the The Eagles originally, and for weeks, you've been hearing the Eagles wanted at least two first-round picks. And you know the Colts weren't going to give that. Ballard wasn't going to overpay. And and it turns out he 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 stuck to his guns. So the Colts traded a 2021 third-round pick and a conditional 2022 second-round pick to the Philadelphia Eagles for Carson Wentz. So that conditional second-round pick next year, it becomes a first-round pick if Carson Wentz plays more than 75% of the snaps on offense or if he plays 70% of the snaps and the Colts make the playoffs. So if you're thinking about that, that, that trade or that pick, if, if, if it does end up as a first-round pick, that means that the Colts are doing pretty well or it means that Carson Wentz has played the full season and those injury concerns that came with him, they're no longer an issue. So honestly, if you think about it, that the pick is going to probably end up as a late first round pick. um, And at the absolute worst, it'd be an early second round pick. Right. So 
honestly, if when you think about that, it's it's they really didn't give up as as much as what definitely that not what the Eagles were wanting. The Eagles were wanting a Matthew Stafford type haul for this and they didn't get anywhere <laughs> near close. We we said from the onset that if they really thought that they were delusional. I mean, at, at one point I I do believe they were asking for two first rounders and that wasn't as outrageous in my opinion because I think Carson Wentz's ceiling is still so 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 high. Um but it, it's going to be hard to get after the season he had. Um especially knowing damn well, uh, you know, a team that I think was willing to pay that price, the Bears, knew that Carson Wentz didn't want to play there. So, I mean, they're right. like, they're not going to trade for a guy that, a quarterback that doesn't want to be there. So funny story. Uh, we, we had heard that the Bears were kind of in on negotiations and mm-hmm. offers with the Eagles. So Jay Glazer, big, we're both big fans of Jay Glazer. Yes. He reported today that the Bears never made an official offer to the Eagles for Carson Wentz. They well, I, talked about it, I but there wasn't that. an official. There I wasn't an that. official. I that. Jay Glazer, Jay, sorry, Jay Glazer uh, typically does not report on something unless he knows it to be true for a right. fact. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, Bear, the Bears wanted to make that offer, I believe, but, I mean, they knew it's not hard for Carson Wentz to get it to his agent, to get it to the Bears. Hey, I don't want to play for you, so you, you're wasting your time. Um, I think the Eagles definitely tried to um, false advertise, I, I would say, and say that uh, there were more offers in and, you know, the Bears were more serious than they really were. Um, and we've discussed the, the, the tactics of the negotiations and whatnot. It's not just everybody at the table having a conversation. You know, it's it's playing with the media and leaking things. And I think that um, that idiot Elliot whatever uh, that reports <laughs> for the Eagles media uh, is, one, not very bright. Two, I mean, he could have had uh, – what's Howie Roseman? Is that his name? He could have had Roseman yeah. directly telling him, hey, I want you to say this stuff. Like, you're in my good graces. Keep it that way. Go say this stuff online. You know, write a story about this. Say, you know what I mean? Trying to drive up the price. There's no, we're never going to know that for sure. Um, Absolutely a possibility. But, Andrew, in regards to the uh, compensation, I mean, the the desperate Colts, you know, stood their ground. Chris Ballard, (laughs) like you said, he sets a price. He values a player, sets a price. Um, and won't go over it. And what about Andrew? There's more to this compensation. And I thought I saw a tweet from our account about it, but I didn't, I couldn't find it afterwards. Um, what about his contract? Is it, I mean, it's a big contract, but it's manageable year to year, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So the big thing about the Carson Wentz trade and, and why a lot of teams weren't privy to, to really look into this and maybe deal with the Eagles is because of that contract because his his extension is now kicking in it's four years 128 million dollars 47 million is guaranteed in the first two years so when you look at the contract year by year I think this year for for 2021 he is getting paid 25.4 million dollars and in the year after in 2022 he's getting paid 22 million dollars but after those two years, all of the guarantees on the contract have been paid. So say Wentz really struggles and, and, and we know he's not going to be the answer. After two years, the Colts can cut ties with him and it won't have any cap penalties on the Colts. They'll be able to let him loose. There, there'll be no guaranteed money and they'll be able to get out of that contract. And 
So in a sense, yeah, you're taking on all this guaranteed money up front, but there's an out after two years. So that four years, 128 million, he's not going to get paid all of that unless he does become the Colts bona fide mm-hmm. starter and becomes our quarterback for multiple years. And in that case, the Colts will be happy to pay that because when you're thinking about it, Colts paid Philip Rivers 25 million last year alone. They paid Jacoby Brissett 20 million. So and I think over these next couple of years, Carson Wentz, his average, when you put it up against other quarterbacks, I think it averages out to like between 15th and 20th highest paid quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. So if he can turn into a right, can turn back the clock and turn him into like a top six or seven quarterback in this league. I mean, that's a bargain. Sure. And but so with the Colts in their cap space too, they're, they can afford to take this on. But, but what I guess my main point is that they're not stuck in a bad contract for the full four years. There's an out after two. So that'll be, that'll be nice. And, and the Colts will be able to, to cut ties. Hopefully that's not the case. And we don't even need to talk about that, but that's kind of what the contract situation looks like for Carson Wentz. Awesome. Um, I don't want to step on uh, your toes and any of the points you made, but let's move into some pros and cons here. I'm going to say right up front. Peyton Manning, big-time regression uh, in his fourth year. Probably the worst year of his career. Uh, That's the Jim Mora uh, playoffs. Playoffs. That's that year, okay? Peyton Manning's fourth year, right? Um, Ben Roethlisberger, his third year, threw more interceptions than he did touchdowns. Tom Brady, honestly, in the middle of his career, had a chunk of years where he was not a top 10 quarterback. Um, That was kind of in between uh, the two chunks where he was on Super Bowl run after Super Bowl uh, run. In that middle area, kind of up until the point, you know, of the we're on the Cincinnati game when they turned it back on. Um, Now... Uh, uh, sorry, I got my dog <laughs> caught me in the middle of a sentence. I got distracted. Um, but anyway, so, I mean, these great quarterbacks had regression years and bounced back. Okay. And there's other examples. I don't, ha- I, we can't go through them all. I can't even think of them all. But Carson Wentz had one bad year. Honestly, last year wasn't all that bad. It was everybody actually last year was talking about, oh my God, it's amazing what Carson Wentz is doing with this football team um I mean everybody around him stunk and they still I think made the playoffs or came real close um and the year before that he was almost the MVP two years before that you get it yeah um but people can have a regression year and bounce back right it's definitely possible uh the pros for me I mean number one he's reunited with Frank Reich I think that's everybody's Mm -hmm. pro well, so the last time Frank Reich was with Carson Wentz was in that 2017 season when he was the front runner for the MVP until right. he got injured. 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. He averaged 7.5 yards per attempt in 2017. And, and we were talking about Carson Wentz as, as being great quarterback in this league. Um, so that's number one. And we've talked about it at nauseum, how him and Frank Reich are so close. They've got a great relationship. And, and when you're with a, a head coach that you trust and when you have a great relationship with, it just means so much more to the, not only the success of you as a player, but the success of the team as well. Um, and, and we got to think about this too. Carson Wentz is only 28 years old. So he's on the right side of 30. Exactly. Andrew Luck Andrew Luck was 29 when he retired. So th- there's still time for him to to get it all together. And and I think 
when you talk about the rest of the team that's going to be around him, the, the Colts have one of the, if not the best offensive line in the entire National Football League. Carson Wentz was sacked 50 times last year. Mm-hmm. The Colts gave up 21 sacks total last year, and Carson Wentz only played in 12 games, and he was sacked 50 times. Right. Now, is that all on the O-line? No, Carson Wentz does hold on to the ball a little bit longer, longer than most quarterbacks. Andrew Luck had that issue. Andrew Luck with Frank Reich in 2018. You saw how Reich put that offense of the quick throws, getting the ball out of Andrew's hands a lot quicker. So you got to guess and you got to kind of assume that that's what Reich's going to try to do with Wentz here too, to try to limit that. Mm -hmm. But, but as, as far as the, as far as with that offensive line, you've got the running game with Jonathan Taylor, uh, Carson Wentz has never had a running back of Jonathan Taylor's capabilities nope. behind him. Uh, he's going to have healthy weapons. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. is going to exceed. And Michael Pittman's already <laughs> training out in California. You, you made him sound like Jim Michael Pittman, which is hilarious, <laughs> but keep it going. <laughs> so you got, we got Pittman. Paris Campbell's going to come back healthy. And the Colts Hope are so. still very excited about Paris Campbell. Maybe T.Y. Hilton comes back for a couple years and finishes his career with the Colts. That's definitely a possibility. And I think with the quarterback position figured out, I definitely think that makes Indianapolis a little bit more attractive to T.Y. Hilton. And, and on top of that, you got a top 10 defense. DeForest Buckner's in his prime. Darius Leonard's entering his prime. J.J. Watt's um, a free agent. <laughs> he might be signing J.J. Watt. We'll see. Uh <laughs> Bobby Okariki, you've got Kamoko Ture who wants to come back and is in a contract year and is wanting to to kind of show off. Grover Stewart, uh, Julian Blackman, Kari Willis, these young guys on this defense that are just going to continue to get better. So my point is with all of this is Carson Wentz isn't going to have to do it himself. The last few years in Philadelphia, it seemed like it was all on Carson Wentz. And that's just not going to be the case. Chris Ballard from right. the onset, he it's not going to always be about the quarterback. And that's going to take so much pressure off of Wentz, and I think it's going to allow him to settle in and really focus on himself and developing a better player rather than thinking I have to do all this myself. Yeah, I agree. And I think, uh, I think, and we've talked about this, I think the biggest issue with Wentz this past year, aside from the fact that he's constantly getting the shit beat out of him, uh, was mental. I think it, from the get-go, which, you know, he's got to be a little more mentally tough than than this but at the end of the day them drafting Jalen Hurts crushed him I mean I've heard reports come out now um that I mean he was vocally upset like he was he was against it like people Mm -hmm. knew it it was not a secret um so you know you get that out of there you get Frank Wright getting back in his head and and straightening him out I which I think will happen I mean look at I, I don't remember you just you you just said so much I don't remember but Bob Kravitz made a point today that I thought of while I was walking around the damn grocery store, um, so I couldn't say anything. But look at what difference our offensive line and Frank Frank Reich made for Philip Rivers from 2019 to 2020. Imagine mm-hmm. what a guy with legs Carson Wentz is going to be able to do. I've seen some uh, people in the media. I think Zach. Hicks, I think, tweeted out a video um, of an RPO option uh, that Andrew Luck was able to run um, mm-hmm. and get out of past Naheem Hines, for example. I mean, you can't do that with Phil Rivers. You can do that with right. Carson Wentz, and now you've got an even better running back in Jonathan Taylor. I mean, the Frank Reich's creativity, I think, is going to be something you're going to see flourish this next year. Right, and I was going to touch on this later, but you think back to 2017, 
since 2017, we'll go through all the quarterbacks that Frank Reich has worked with. Carson Wentz, almost an MVP type season, and then Nick Foles Super Bowl. takes him to lead a Super Bowl win. 2018 comes back with Luck after a shoulder surgery, and Luck. I I mean I think 2018 is Luck's best year as a Colt. Mm-hmm. Not I mean the the just from not even the statistical standpoint, but just how he commanded the offense and he just looked like a top five quarterback. Yep. 2019, Jacoby Brissett, Reich helped make Jacoby Brissett look like an actual serviceable starter for the first oh, yeah. half of the year. Yeah. And, and Jacoby Brissett, we all know how bad that that guy actually is on a football field. 2020, Philip Rivers with no offseason program, no OTAs. You take Philip Rivers from a 20 interception season to 24 touchdowns and the Colts are in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So we got to trust Frank Reich's quarterbacking. I'm not quarterback guru, but just the way he can adapt his quarterbacks to his system and put them in position to excel and to win. And mm-hmm. that's, that's a lot of what this is hinge on is can Carson Wentz work his ass off to rectify the things that he needs to, because the, you watch his film last year, it's some good, but a lot of it's bad. The mechanic stuff, he can fix it, mm-hmm. but a lot of it, the mental stuff, as well as having Frank Reich around him, we're, we're going we're gonna to see if Frank Reich can do it once again. Now some cons, Andrew. Everybody's going to talk about the injuries, the injuries, the injuries. Carson Wentz hasn't had a serious – he had the torn ACL, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't had a big-time serious injury like that aside from a major concussion, and I, I just cannot put my finger on uh, – I mean, he's missed games, don't get me wrong, but I can't put my finger on the last injury. It was a concussion. I can't remember who dove down at him. I feel like it was from the Steelers. Clowney. Was it Clowney? I thought it might yep. have been Clowney. But who was, was it Seahawks then? It was when he was with Seahawks. the Seahawks. I mean – Carson Wentz, the last time he got injured, he was, in my memory, I don't think he got hurt this past year, did he? Oh, he did miss a couple. He he didn't he didn't get hurt in 2020. In okay. 2019, in the playoff game, was when he had the bad concussion. Right, okay. And at the, at the end of 2018, I thought I remember him having, like, a fracture in his back at Maybe. the end of the okay. season. Um, Either way. Something like that. My point is, the last injury, okay, which was at the end of the year last year, or 2019, he was already on the ground. Play was over, and someone dove down at his head. Okay, Similar to a T.Y. Hilton, a, a, a victim of circumstance. Okay, He's, he's getting these freakish injuries. He's going to play through it. Um, behind our offensive line, it's going to be harder for that to happen, too. He is an older. He's going to be a more mature quarterback than he has been in the past, and he's going to be able to take calculated risks okay it's not going to be him trying to make something happen every single play so I don't think uh you I fingers crossed I'm you know don't want to jinx anything I don't think you see an injured Carson Wentz in 2021 yeah and that's definitely the hope so and he played all last year until he was benched Mm -hmm. and and he didn't have any injury issues last year um some cons for me I mean we already kind of talked about it the contract can be a con if he Mm -hmm. just continues to be God awful. Then the, for these next two years, yeah, then the contract turns into a con. If not, though, then it's not a con. So that's kind of an up in the air thing. We'll just have to see what happens. And and I think we can both admit Carson Wentz last year was bad. I mean, 16 oh, objectively. 15 interceptions, 50 sacks. I mean, those are bad numbers. And yeah. and and 
it's it's not like those are just going to magically turn into MVP numbers overnight. He's got to work on it. He's got to work at it. He's got to not only folk, uh, not only say, oh, it was just because I was with a bad organization. He needs to go back and say, like, look, I, this is on me as well. I need to get my mechanics better. I need to be a better locker room guy because, again, I don't know how true these reports are. There were yeah. reports out there that he didn't take hard coaching. Honestly, well, to me. Andrew, on that point real quick, we don't know how true they are. Um, right. I mean, the Eagles at this point know that they just got fleeced and they know the Colts won negotiating. Now, I'm not saying they didn't get a fair deal. I'm not going to say I, I still think we won the trade. But the Eagles at this point could be leaking info like, oh, yeah, he was the, you know, just to make it look like they made the right decision. Right. And and you think about it. If he really did not take to hard coaching, do you think Frank Reich would sign off on this and, and beat the table? I mean, you've got Frank Reich. Do you think you've Frank got Reich wouldn't ta- just adapt to that's his style? You've got Press Taylor. You've got Mike Grow. All of them are formal e- former Eagles assistants that worked with Carson Wentz. So they know him. They they know mm-hmm. how how he is, and I don't think if if those were necessarily true, or if he was a bad locker room guy, I don't think that Frank Wright goes to bat for him and can honestly go to Chris Ballard and say, "Hey, let's go get this guy," because both of them know how important the locker room culture is, and you need to have your starting quarterback all in on that culture, all in on the type of guys that you want to bring in. Exactly. What's so, the most important thing to Chris Ballard? Overall, I mean, aside from, you know, obviously great play, talent, it's character, period, the end. So Frank Reich is in a situation now where Chris Ballard's going, listen, I know what he can do on the field, but you know him. Like, is this a guy we want in our locker room? Frank Reich is vouching for this guy. Why would Chris Ballard have any other reason to believe otherwise? And like you said, the other coaches that worked with him, Frank Reich, or Chris Ballard, you think he didn't talk to Nick Sirianni before Nick Sirianni left about Carson Wentz at any point in the season? Absolutely not. Uh, Nick Sirianni was going there, I think, under the impression he was going to have a Carson Wentz. And sorry, Nick. Goodbye. And by the way, we stole your quarterback. Jesus. Poor Nick. I feel so I bad for Me Nick too. Sirianni. Me too. Um, anything else on the pros or cons list, Andrew? I mean, the guy's got he's he's got he's got MVP talent still. He's got that arm. Um, I mean, I have no question in my mind. I mean, he was making these same kind of passes Patrick Mahomes was, where he's getting tackled while he's diving forward, throwing the ball. I mean, the dude can do the guy can work magic with football. Yeah, and and we're just going to have to see if he can all put it together. That's what the Colts are banking on. That's what that's what Reich is is instilling that he can turn Carson Wentz around and and we're we're going to see what happens. All right, Andrew, um should the Colts in your opinion have gone in another direction? I mean, it's tough. I, before I was, I was saying I was all on team trade up. Now, of course, when that happens, you're going to give up a lot. And and then here's an example. So I was looking at what the what the Eagles gave up for for Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. and the Eagles gave up two firsts, a second, a third, a fourth, and two defensive starters to move up from 13 to two to get Wentz. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't going to be cheap for the Colts to trade up and get him from 21. Um, Right, especially from twenty one. So that that obviously plays into it. And and the and another thing. Here's the stat that I was talking to you about earlier. There's no 
guarantee that if you trade up for a quarterback that he's going to work out. Exactly. So because of this Carson Wentz trade, all of the quarterbacks drafted in the first round from 2009 to 2016 are no longer with the team that drafted them. That's a wild list. That's O for 22. Mm -hmm. It's absurd. So even if you do trade up, there's no guarantee that guy's going to work out. So I think being able to get him for third and and conditional second round pick, you might as well kick the tires on it. Now there's going to be other guys out there. Sam Darnold, Marcus Mariota, uh, Jameis Winston as a free agent. But honestly, do they really get you that excited? And do they have as high of a ceiling as Carson Wentz does if this no. all works out? I don't think so. What do you think? Okay, what? first of all, let me answer the question. No. <laughs> Did I talk about other things? Absolutely, because I 1 million percent didn't think what just happened today uh, had a chance in hell of happening. So right. if I had known this was the option and and if and for the price, not a ch- no. This this is the route we should have gone and I'm I'm all for it. Um Andrew, what do you think now with um Carson Wentz and you can give a short answer. Um what do you think our ceiling is this year as a team? I honestly think our ceiling is is fighting for that AFC championship. I really mm-hmm. do. I mean, obviously the, the off season hasn't really even started yet because the Colts are going to make plenty of moves in free agency. Do you know the, you know, Chris Ballard is going to dominate the draft like he does every year. So I, I do think that this puts the Colts as definitely the favorites to win the AFC South. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if our absolute ceiling, I think, and, and Carson Wentz can return to form, mm-hmm. The Colts have something for Kansas City and Buffalo. I mean, hell, we almost beat Buffalo in the wild card game this year. So I, I think this if Carson Wentz and Frank Reich can can get him to return to form, that's that's definitely something that we could we could see. We could be fighting for Kansas with Kansas City for, for the AFC championship. This is the part where you say, What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, what do you think, Brandon? I love it. I knew you would. That was just for you. Um, Lion King, favorite movie of all time. So, yeah, I mean, I think the absolute ceiling is Super Bowl. And once you're there, I mean, it's one of two teams. Somebody's going to win. Now, don't get me wrong. I was talking to somebody about this earlier who I was explaining why this was a good thing. And they're like, well, what? okay, what's your standard then? What what means, you know, what is it going to take for this to not be a bust? Well, I don't think it's ever Super Bowl or bust. I think that's a ridiculous notion because it's so hard to get there. Now, if we weren't, to, if we didn't win the AFC South this year, I think that's kind of bad. But a bust is at the end of the year. I'm saying, get rid of him. Why did we do this? This was a terrible idea. Um, but with with Kansas City and now, honestly, Josh Allen uh, in the AFC, I'm never going to sit here and say, yeah, we're Super Bowl bound this year. I mean, it's just impossible to say as long as those two teams are around those two quarterbacks. Um, but, yeah, I think it's possible completely. Yeah, and I think our, our maybe the opposite direction, the floor, I, I definitely think there is a chance if Carson Wentz plays bad, the Colts could miss the playoffs. And we got to reality of it. So it's a very high-risk, high-reward situation. They could either be terrible again and, and – derail our team for a couple seasons or we could be right in the thick of it and challenging to go to the Super Bowl any um, final thoughts there kind sir not really I 
we think this can just really move into our final point. And this is like Ballard and Reich just, just taking the risk. And we, we kind of talked about it that we would know the situation and the future of our quarterback position this off season, whether it was in the draft, whether it was signing or trading for a Carson Wentz, we just had that feeling and the way Ballard was talking, the way Ursay talked, they wanted, they were going to figure it out this off season. And, mm-hmm. and this is, this is what their answer is. They're going to go for Carson Wentz and, and they're going to see if he's going to be our long-term solution. Uh, and you know what? Their track record's pretty good. Pretty good. If you think about it. Think of all think of all the risks and the like the risks, quote unquote, and, and the trades that Ballard's made. Here's a couple of them. So trading back in the first round for ended up getting Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith, Kamoko Ture. Not not too bad. Um, trading a first round pick for DeForest Buckner. Again, not 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 too bad there. Right. Trading up in the second round for a Jonathan Taylor think that worked out as well and then you go to the free agency uh signing philip rivers signing justin houston hold on though andrew you got to remember some people listening to this right now might actually still think that the philip rivers thing was a bad idea or (laughs) yeah it didn't work out that is that is true uh signing philip rivers justin houston xavier rhodes uh denico autry you think about these guys and and when ballard makes these moves they're they're calculated they're he puts a value on them and he doesn't go over, like you said. And a lot of times they work out. Mm-hmm. And I think it just, it, you got to have confidence in these guys is what I'm saying. They, if you don't yet, I don't know how much more they have to show you because it, time and time again, it's worked out. I agree. Um, and Carson Wentz is just a minor uh, example, especially I call it minor, especially comparing uh, it to the Deshaun Watson situation, um, the JJ Watt situation, the uh, Russell possible Russell Wilson situation of this monumental mm-hmm. shift in power from um, ownership and GMs and contracts to the players. The players are, are realizing they have leverage. Um, especially at the quarterback position when you're as good as, you know, a, a Deshaun Watson. So um, it's really fascinating to look at, and we can talk about that more uh, when we come back from our break. Um, that's it for this right. episode. Unless, uh, I mean, I think I think we can top this all off just by saying you got to trust in Ballard and Reich. I mean, have they made mistakes? Sure, every team does. You know, that's but, the first time we've ever said that on this show probably. <laughs> that they've made mistakes? No, that, uh, well, <laughs> no, uh, that uh, you got to trust in those two. Yeah, definitely our first time saying that. Never we don't have before. an episode that says, like, trust in Ballard or anything like that. <laughs> but, I mean, like I said, they've made mistakes, but you knew Ballard wasn't going to overpay, and he didn't. And and Reich has helped every single quarterback that has played in Indy and Carson Wentz in 2017. And, and they're right more often than not. So, I mean, you know, with the quarterback position, they were going to, it was such a huge decision in the first place. And, and with how methodical and calculated and cautious that, that the Colts and Ballard have been through this whole thing, mm-hmm. they, they were going to do their homework. I mean, hell, you remember the quote Ballard said in his press conference, we're, we'll go A to Z on it. Yep. Like they were going to go through and, and I'm sure Reich watched all the tape from 20 Marcus Brady and Scott Milanovic. They all watched the tape on Wentz. And, and I think they, they have confidence that they can get things done. So all the reports of the Colts are acting out of desperation. 
hilarious. It's just simply, simply not true. It is hilarious. And and this Colts team feels like Wentz can help them win and get them to that Super Bowl level. And and you got to trust in them at this point that that decision is going to work out. Yep. Well, there's your bonus episode, press conference, emergency press conference episode, everybody. Um, again, we'll be back here in a couple weeks. Um, hope you enjoyed this short, quick episode. Um, and I guess you can go, well, I mean, I don't guess, but I was two, two thoughts went through my mind. First, go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all the good stuff at the educated fan. That's at T H E E H D U C A T E D F A N. Wow, that was fast. Uh, second, I was going to say, I guess we'll play the normal outro music, even though we didn't play the normal intro music. But until next time, go Colts. Go Colts. I fucking love football, and I love you guys. Hey. Hey. Here comes the, here comes the, here comes the, y'all don't really want it like that. Yeah. Here comes the, Ooh.